Theme song in three, two, one. And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast, episode 266.5, Kat Solon. I spoke to uh, director Kat Solon. Uh, we talked about her the latest, the latest in uh, directorial work, which was Peacock's Chris Fleming Hell comedy special. Uh, this is a uh, wonderful stand-up special that is filled with a lot of great, I don't want to say energy, a lot of good jokes, a lot of, it's it's different, I'll tell you that much, and it's very fun and very funny, and uh, Chris Fleming, uh, I knew, I knew, I knew of Chris Fleming before, um, and now I, I'm, uh, I'm great that I got to see this very fun work taken in the hands of a very capable director, capable, I don't know why I slowed down on that. You might hear Maverick in the background chewing on a um, one of those bison uh, tusks or whatever those things are. They're expensive, but they last a long time. Uh, the special is is okay, let's, let's, start, let's start with Cat Solon. Cat Solon, she's done music videos for Tierra Waxia, Bright Eyes, others. Uh, she worked on the stop motion series, The Shivering Truth, starring Michael Sarah. And then there was this, this kind of, God, I don't, I don't know how to describe, it's a, it's a, spe, it's a stand-up special, you know, and it's got, and, and Chris Fleming is in it, um, uh, acting a fool, as they say, dancing around on stage, I wouldn't really call it dancing, I call it moving, vivaciously, wearing uh, one of the most interesting suits in the world, and his hair looks fantastic, and the glasses, fantastic, bell-bottom pants, Lot, there's there's parts of it that are sketches. There's parts of it that are stand up. You should check it out. Kat Solon uh, was a very lovely person. I enjoy talking to her. And you should definitely check out this uh, this bit of work. Listen, if you like what you heard here, go to the website cpluscomedy.com where you can see me talk to other famous people or famous adjacent or people who are just working in the industry. <laughs> you can follow us on all social media media platforms at cpluscomedy, me at Chad Black White. Uh, what else? Oh, listen to the other podcasts. Late Night Lately, which is the Late Late Night Show Show, which is a late night show, not recap. We just talk about late night. I love late night. And uh, LinkedIn Logs, which is, I think, on a bit of a break right now because, uh, well, my contract's coming up, so I think I should <laughs> restart that show. LinkedIn Logs, which is a show about um, working. It's a business podcast. All right, I'm done. Uh, the next thing you hear will be Kat Solin and me. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Can, can you hear? Can you hear me? Can, I can hear you. <laughs> I can't hear you. At all? Chloe, can um, you hear me? I, I don't know what's going on I with can this. Hear you. I've never had this happen before. Okay. Audio settings.
test my my mic's working speaker oh there we go hello yes hi there we are okay little song that was a little song did you play a song <laughs> i did not play a song at all i heard a song <laughs> i don't know where it came from maybe, maybe uh from my speaker it might be from my like audio testing thing mm -hmm. weird well, but how I don't know. That was whenever I have a computer problem, I'm like, this is definitely user error. I know this is me. And then, uh, but then that was weird because it, I didn't do anything. All I did was go to my audio and test my speaker. And then all of a sudden it's working again. Maybe you need to clean out the gunk in the uh, system. I don't know. You're in my brain. <laughs> oh, How you doing today, Kat? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, where are you located, by the way? I'm in Los Angeles, uh, in uh, the East Side. Uh, okay. do, do you know Glassdale Park? I have no idea where that is. <laughs> where are you? Please. I'm in Atlanta. Oh wow! I love yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Are I, you guys? Are Are you still under the uh, the the watery uh, the the hurricane? No. Order? Okay. Not anymore. No. It was a lovely day off. Honestly, Sunday was like just a chill um it was funny because we we obviously all had to be really careful just in case it was way worse but it wasn't nearly as bad as so many of the storms we had over the winter it was just like yeah um but it but it was a nice day of just like no one was doing anything because of that so we had just the whole day off essentially that, that's awesome <laughs> i uh my my main job is with uh cnn and i worked on sunday oh. And so all we showed was just water rushing down streets and everything. And I'm just thinking, are people like, are my favorite comedians dead? Like what's going on? <laughs> it wasn't that bad at all. <laughs> I, in some neighborhoods, there was a lot of water, but literally over the winter, it was like that every day. Wow. So it wasn't like, but also I don't live in those neighborhoods. And, uh, you know, I have friends that have houses on hills that like, they've had to worry about their house like sliding yeah. like which is so scary that's that's really scary um i'm obsessed with the old cnn building in atlanta because it's a uh, it used to be that sid and marty croft theme park yeah 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 it did i remember that i, I look at that. pictures that. of that because i love like an i love like really um well, I love like corporate building atriums. Also, I think it's the Holiday Inn in downtown Atlanta that has that incredible atrium um, where they host the Dragon Con or whatever. Yes. And then, like, and it has like all the floor, like you go up in the elevator and you watch all the floors go by. Yeah. Um, it's, I just love that. I love it. And the CNN building was like that. And then they built a theme park in it. Mm -hmm. It's wild. And now uh, they sold it, and we will be moving out by the end of October. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be gone. We're moving to uh, the main uh, campus across from Georgia Tech. Mm. Oh, yeah, I know that spot, too. Yeah, I, I used to, I was working there in, um, at Pinewood, what was Pinewood, called Pinewood, in Fayetteville. And every weekend, I'd drive up to the city and eat at Rhea's Bluebird and um, go swimming at the Georgia Tech pool. Oh, and wow. Uh, I love it so much. I love, I love Atlanta. I take myself out to nice dinners at night and I, yeah, I just love it there. And I've worked a lot with Adult Swim. So I've been mm -hmm. there to William Street and that office and yeah. Yeah. What the, uh, uh, what was it with you did with Adult Swim? The, um, 
the Shivering animation truth. Shivering Truth. Yeah. 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 That's a that I, I saw I've I have I didn't watch it when it was on, but I uh-huh. saw I saw uh, episodes in the uh, when when it when it stopped and man, that's a that I love I love the the weird type of uh, style of shows that they create over at Adult Swim. And and that was definitely one of them, especially watching a couple of episodes in the past year, seeing <laughs> that has just been Whew, man, what what a show! What a show! How did you approach even directing something like that? Um, I'm really close with the show creator Vernon Chapman, and um, we have a really good, like, um, tight relationship as far as our creativity, like working together. Um, we we tend to spend a lot of time just walking around or sitting at places and talking about ideas and and I often bring a sketchbook and I sit and draw and and sometimes like you know I'll draw literally everything he's saying to me and and uh and we just we bonded over that we would come up with like ideas for tv shows and then and then it started to hone in on this idea and then uh we both went away and did other projects for a couple years and then all of a sudden one day he just sent me his scripts and was like, Hey, I wrote us some scripts. Let's make it. And I was like, wow. Okay. And we had to find time when we both could do it. And then, um, we, I, we did the same thing. We got together and we would walk through cities talking about every single scene in the script and every single tiny detail of everything, the blocking, what the characters look like, what the environments look like. And then I take it to Portland, Oregon, and um, we make it happen. I make it, you know, for, with my crew. Wow. So, so, uh, and then, you know, Vernon and I are in touch the whole time. And, and then we finish it back in New York. And it's, it's always been such a perfect um, collaboration. And, and, and honestly, until Chris, full, uh, until Chris Fleming, I, I was, I really like had never had a collaborator that I was that as close with as I, as I have been with Vernon and Mm. Chris is the next, like, like he's, he's my, he's another one. And it's, I feel very lucky to work with these people who we have such good sensibility uh, together. I, I, together we make it so much better, I think. And, and I, I feel very lucky to have found them both. (laughs) Yeah, I th- I think that collaboration is key, especially you know you saying you being close to somebody uh, is is very is very perfect, and you guys have to be in tune in order to make something happen. Because I still think at the end of the day, TV is magic. You know, I yeah. watch it, I watch it get made like every morning, and I and I and when I see people come together and do something, I just go like, holy shit, this is this is airing right now, and we're all doing it, and. You know, uh, I, I could be mad about something now, but, you know, and it's still in 10 minutes, it's still going to be TV. It's still going to be a movie or a TV show or a, a, a news or a music video or what have you. And uh, yeah, it, it's truly magic. And I'm stupid. So I accept it for what it is. <laughs> no, I feel like that's not stupidity. I feel like that's I, I want to believe that you can see you can feel inherently as a human being watching something that you can feel the good time that was had in the production of that thing. You know, I, and I want, I want to believe that you can't feel like if it was bad or if it was bad, it's 
the the movie isn't as good you know like i really believe that the process should be just as rewarding as the final product and i think it comes through when it is and not like forcing people to have a good time not like you know the disneyland version of filmmaking it's not that it's how do you um you know make sure that you're you're you've got a crew that feels heard and that you're making something that everybody has as close to the same vision for as they possibly can so that we all feel proud of it and um responsible for it in the end and i feel like that's the magic that you're feeling you know i I obviously think it's magic too. I, 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 it's why I do it. You know, when I was a kid, I just loved watching TV and movies and I, I wanted to be part of it so bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it, it's a, there's a true burning, a passion for when people want to do something and, and then when they end up doing that thing and they and they still feel in love with it, that's, yeah. that's the, yeah, that is part of the magic of it. Uh, I want to go back to the what you said about like having the crew feel heard. Um, when you when you're doing a TV show or a music video, or uh, you're working with a comedian now, like with Chris, how yeah. do you how do you uh, make them? Because we we've heard the horror stories of directors and collaborators just being tyrants in their own right. How do you how do you accept like pulling other people's ideas or or, or make them feel as if they are on the same plane with you uh in yeah. terms of like um uh uh name nobility. Yeah, the best the best writers and I would put Chris um in this category are are sort of always able to answer any random question about the pro- about the subject of the thing and are are just as excited about it as you are you know like they they write it because they care about it and obviously this is a comedy special and it is for chris it is chris in to the nth degree so it's a little different than working from a script that somebody wrote and put out into the world mm-hmm. you know it's very much the way I approach a script is the 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 script governs every decision I make and down to the tone, down to the just every tiny choice comes from what's in the script. Um, but when I'm working with um, more of a, like a, a, a person about them, something we're making about them, um, and that's the the case with Chris Fleming. I tend to try to make it what's in his head and make it as much what he wants it to be as I possibly can. And that includes like asking him the most detailed questions I can. And I did I do the same thing with him that I do with um, a narrative scriptwriter where I I ask for. I ask questions uh, about every little thing that I'm not sure about. Mm. And even if he doesn't have the answers, us getting to the answer is always opens up more opportunity for more creative things, more jokes, more fun in the overall, the overall thing that we're making. It always makes us think of something else that we could add or do. And that's the, to me, why I do it. (laughs) 
That's good. What, so I, that's what, why I like to work with writers. <laughs> I yeah, that that that's a very um open answer that I uh, appreciate and, and like very just straightforward and honest. Uh, when when you were pulled on to this uh to is this, is this your first stand up special? I did a stand up special before that was strictly stand up. Okay. Um, it was called uh Funny Women of a Certain Age, and it was the first version. They've done a few more since then. Uh. And it actually had it actually had Fran Drescher in it and Lunell. Oh, wow. oh that's amazing. <laughs> Lunell was great. Some other people too who were awesome. Uh, I can't remember all their names, but they were great. <laughs> so that so that's a uh, that was like the uh, if if I'm if I'm picturing it correctly, uh, the original Kings of Comedy style, where it was yes. four different comedians and they're they're doing their own things. What yes. how how did you? So so I assume that was a a, a little bit ago um, compared to you know, doing Chris's, how was, how was that transition of covering kind of a straight Santa special with this uh, hodgepodge of brain activity that I would call Chris's, which is a, was a compliment. I, I liked it. I like, I liked all the things. <laughs> Thank I saw you. About. I appreciate yeah. that. I was going to ask if you'd seen it. Um, I, uh, this was so different. I mean, the only things that that had helped me um, with in regards to this were the technical things about actually shooting on the day. I actually worked with the same sound guy uh, as that special as I did with Chris on this special. And um, and he's like, it's just so good. He does like all, all the big specials. Um, but uh, I, I, so, so it was that. It was like number of cameras, where the cameras are going, if the cameras move or not, how much they move what the lighting's like and what the um, overall, like how we plant the lights and make them work with a full audience there and the, the actual audio quality and making sure it works with the, the, with the comic, making sure all the multimedia things work together all on the day, you know, that stuff. I definitely brought my other experience to this. That stuff was brought to this through that other experience anyway, but um but everything else, every single other thing about this special was completely different. We really did approach it more. This is going to sound so dorky, but more like a, a film. Um, okay, not dorky, not dorky at all. We did not. We we like wanted to just, you know, um, make it really, can really um, different and not but also not in a way that we're trying to be like alt or cool or come out um with this like punk rock coolness um we really just we're trying to show what it really feels like to be at one of chris's shows and also to be chris at one of chris's shows cool. you know and really make it like you're there with him in his head you know, and I, 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 I think we got pretty close. Uh, you know, you can always get closer, uh, but I feel really like happy with. We wanted it to be like really authentic and tactile, and sort of get to the heart of the push and pull of wanting to be somebody who's on stage making people laugh and the struggles that come with being that vulnerable mm. to everybody yeah show how do you show that visually you know 
I like that. That's a very good approach. Um, I think we're at time, but I do want to ask one more question. Yeah, please. When, when you're directing a uh, um, a comedy special, are you in a control room at the venue or are you in the room with the comedian? How, do, how does that work? Uh, so it depends on the venue. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in a control room in the backstage at that for this one, but it's a very small theater on purpose. Okay. Uh, we, we shot a small theater, bigger theaters. I've been in the, the back, like sound booth. Um, you know, it just depends on where they can fit you in and what else is going on in the show. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Kat, you are a conductor Kat. of, uh, of television. I love it. That's amazing. This, you did great work. And uh, it was it was awesome just talking to you about the craft. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Thanks. Yeah, of course. <laughs> nice. Right. To... It was nice to meet you as well. And you have a, a great rest of your week. And uh, please, if it rains again, if there's more hurricanes, just stay inside. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll try. All right. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>